Okay, Sunday morning. Parshas Vo'eschanon. During the nine days, the week of Tishabov. <clears throat> We're hoping to eat meat Thursday in Yerushalayim. Please say Amen. Okay. Amen for all of us. Now, uh, also the uh, Erica Nita Mayor Women's Learning Division of Adash Yashurin as well as the Summer Inspiration, Memory of Rebbe's and Rashi Schnell. Pashtas, this is the um, um, this is the shear, and then after this, for three weeks I will be away. Or three Sundays I won't be here. We'll see if anything changes. I'll let everybody know. Um, can you hear me? Cl- can you hear me clearly? I'm just asking if everybody can hear me. Any background noise? I have a fan going. I wonder if it's bothering anybody. I'll tr- you know what? I don't hear it. You don't hear it. Okay, I'll turn it off the violin. We'll see what happens. Okay. Um, I would like to begin, as always, with a Shevach to all of you, thanking all of you. And of course, Shevach to Gadish Baruch for giving me the Siat of the to put a number of things together so that we can have a Shia this morning. Okay, so uh, I don't know who who may have been in shul yesterday. I know there aren't that many people in shul these days, especially not women. Although Baruch Hashem, yesterday we were zeichet have five minyanim in shul. We had four minyanim inside the building and one minyan outside the building, and we've been having since since Leil Shabbos. We started having a minyan outside. Now, um, I would like to begin with the following machloikis. Many years ago, there was a very, 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 very holy Jew in Chicago whose name was Rabbi Melvin Menachem Goodman. So that's how he told me about a medrash. This medrash was only found in the Hagdama to the Ein Yaakov. But a variant of the medrash is found in our standard medrash Rabbah and in the Yushalmi on the Dorm. And there's a machlekes between a Rebbe and a Talmud. Some say between a father-in-law and a son-in-law. Rabbi Akiva, everybody knows Rabbi Akiva's opinion. It's very famous. Rabbi Akiva has an opinion. This is the rule. This is the rule. That's what Rabbi Akiva says. We know that Hillel said this to the person who came to him. Hillel said that um, don't do unto others what you don't want others to do unto you. And the rest is ill. Zil Gemar, go learn the rest. Everything else is a pirish. Now, is Rabbi Akiva's opinion that that's called Zechal Golubatir. Ben Azai, and Amoytana, not as famous as Rabbi Akiva, some say he was his son in law. Ben Azai says, the Pasik of Zeh Sefer told us, Adam, Biyayim, Barayal, Akim, Adam, that we were created in the image of HaKadosh Baruch He says a very interesting lotion. Now, Yerucham Lovavitz, Sechotarik has many pages on understanding this Machlaikis. What's going on here? What does it mean? I would like to say something 
who am I to say anything? I, I, I'm sharing a thought with you. Rabbi Akiva's statement of Zeh Klal Golovatayra means that is a fundamental concept, Klal Godol It's the biggest rule that there is in the Torah. And there are many ramifications of how a person has to interact with his fellow Jew. And they're very, very serious, serious ramifications. But I want to say something. As I said earlier, is a halacha of a responsibility from a Jew to a Jew. As brothers, we have responsibilities. Cousins have less responsibilities. So, Rabbi Akiva's statement in a certain way is narrower than the statement of Ben Azai. Rabbi Akiva's statement is limited to Jews. We have to and I repeat, it's a very it's a very difficult and challenging clause we'll speak in a moment to maintain. And I think this is what's happening here. Ben Azai says to Akiva, This is even a bigger Klagolabatayrah. I'd like to start off with one story. One of my Rebbeim once told us he was driving in a car. Driving in a car. And an African American jumped in front of the car, jumped into the street. He slammed on the brakes, he missed him. Rabbi Aaron Cutler was in the car. So, my Rebbe said, He mumbled under his breath. You know, he got to hit the brakes. They, I don't know if they went flying or whatever, and hit the brakes. And he said, yeah, well, Like, who cares about him? So, Rabbi Aaron Cutler said, What are you speaking like that for? Is that a Kim? He said, Tell him Kim? Every, new, every human being is a Tzalem Elokim. Every single human being is a Tzalem Elokim. So Ben Azai's rule is more, I don't want to use the term because it sounds so politically correct nowadays, but it's, it's a greater rule, it's broader, it's more inclusive, that's the word I don't want to use. It has bad ramifications, that word nowadays. That's what Ben Azai said back to Akiva. I understand you, Rabbi Akiva, that you say and I agree with you. But I would like to add, and I would like to say that there's another Klal Godel, which is Yoiser. Ze Yoiser Klal Godel And that is the Klal of Tselem Asasad. Now I'd like to begin today's Shia with the following. Both of these rules are extremely difficult. Extremely difficult. Don't give me all the fuzzy, touchy-feely words about Achtos. As I said a million times, Achtos doesn't mean a thing unless you can get along with somebody who you disagree with. Somebody who doesn't agree with you in lifestyle. My children learn all day. And my son-in-laws are in Kailu. And my sons are in Kailu. And your kids are in medical school. Or my kids are in medical school. And your kids are in Kailu. I'm talking about real actors. 
I can have respect for what you're doing. Despite the head covering that you wear. However, there's another problem with this also. Because halacha sometimes dictates that if you choose a lifestyle which is out of the halachic pale, then what happens to your halacha All very difficult concepts. And bismanenu in our community itself, there are people doing different things right now which aggravate the kishkas out of other people. How do I maintain very challenging. Zok I'll give you a bigger challenge. How do I maintain a lifestyle and maintain respect? One is not allowed to disrespect another human being. The have to love is not a requ- not a requirement only for Jews, brothers. Respect is a requirement for everybody. Somebody came in to tell me, a wonderful person in our show who works in Kirov, that a, a, a girl, I don't know if she's late teenager, early 20s, told her grandfather that if you vote for Trump, I will never talk to you again for the rest of your life. You see, Rabbi Sai, growing up in the United States of America for the last, I'm in my seventh decade, as you all know, United States of America, I can go on a plane, and I can sit next to the guy next to me, and I can say, or he can say to me, who are you voting for? What do you want to know, Bush Clinton? Go back further, Reagan Carter? Who do you want to know? I can't sit on a plane now and ask the guy next to me, who are you voting for? It can end up in an incredible fight. It's not the Yankees and the Red Sox. Or the Cubs and the and the White Sox. This contentiousness, this anger, the rhetoric is so hot. You can't talk. And when the Tselem Eloi Kim and another human being is threatened, at the end of the day, the Jews end up losing. That's what happens. Somebody told me they just published the platform of the Democratic Party. See what it says in there about, about our, our fellow Jews who live in the Mideast. As I said last night in Shul, last night, this matzah requires tefillah. It requires tefillah. It's a serious matzah. But as I said to Mekiva, I agree with you, but now we got to deal with the other Klal also, but tell him Kim, Ze Klal Godel, Ze Yosef Klal Godel How does a person get their point across without denigrating another human being? Very difficult. Rabbarach Be'er, the Rav of the Rosh Yeshiva of Kamenet Yeshiva, the Talmud Muvik of Rav Chaim Briskin. The person who's responsible almost more than anybody else for maintaining and bringing the Torah of Reb Chaim Briska to the whole world. Besides being an incredible Rosh Yeshiva, he was a holy Jew, he was a tzaddik that everybody loved, admired, and was afraid of. They were in awe of him. 
you were such a tzaddik. People would come to the yeshiva, rebbes, chasidish rebbes would come to live the yeshiva, and they would say, it was kedai to go to hear a Baruch best say in shir, to heilik a rashi, the holy rashi. One time, in Kamenetz, you all know there was a secular movement called Zionism, and they came to make a school, and they were trying to disguise the schools. The schools going to teach some type of Judaism, but it's really it's a Zionistic school. And they called the meeting, and they did not invite Rebbe Bear, of course. Rebbe Bear went to the meeting. Now, what's he going to do in a meeting? A scheduled meeting to open up a Zionistic school in Kamenetz. He walked into the meeting and he sat down. They were shocked. The people in the meeting were shocked. He took his hat off and put it on the table in the middle of the room. Then he took off his yarmulke and put it on the table in the middle of the room. People went, what? Took off his yarmulke to Baruch Baratzadik. And he sat a few minutes without a yarmulke on. And then he said, if you send your children to this school, this is what they will look like. Then he put his yarmulke back on his head and he put his hat back on his head. He didn't denigrate anybody. He didn't scream. And he got up and left, and they canceled the meeting. Not easy to do that. The question is, how do we deal with a Tselem Elohim who the mayor of our city has to take down a statue at 3 o'clock in the morning? Or Christopher Columbus and store it to reevaluate whether we should put the statue back up. I don't mean a statue is a Tselem Elohim, but I do mean that we're in a situation where a person cannot express their opinion. Very challenging. Rikiva said we have to maintain love for fellow Jews. And but as I said, we have to me- maintain respect for fellow human beings. And I repeat, Rabbi Isai, respect for fellow human beings mean when they disagree. Not when they agree. That's kid stuff. That's easy. When there's disagreement, maintaining respect. Very difficult. Number one. Number two. Yesterday morning, we spoke about Akasha, which I had for the first time. It says in the beginning of the Parsha, beginning of Devorim, it says that Moshe Rabbeinu came to rebuke the Jewish people. And Rashi mentions several times about this rebuking. He starts off and says, he counts all the places here where the Jewish people got got Hashem angry. And he mentioned them only Beremez. Beremez means there's a hint. Because of the kavod of the Jewish people, he didn't want to say explicitly what they did wrong, he hinted to what they did wrong. 
Later on, Rashi says that he was mochiach them now because you're only supposed to rebuke people at the end of the life, not not not, not close to the time of death. I have a question. It says here he rebuked them because of what they did with the sin of the Yamsuf. He rebuked them for what they did for the sin of the eagle. Moshevenu is now in Shvat. He's about to die Ador. He died Zion Ador. He's in Shvat right now, the last month of his life. The last month of Kali Yisrael being in the Midbar for 40 years. And Moshevenu is rebuking them for the Chet of the Eagle. Who's he rebuking? Anybody can unmute their phone at any time to talk to me. Who are they rebuking? Could you please tell me who Moshevenu was rebuking? 600,000 men between the ages of what and what? Between the ages of 20 and 60, 600,000 men, were any of them alive, at the, were any of them over the age of 20 at the Chet of the Eagle? Yes or no? Yes. No. Anybody who was over the age of 20 at the Chet of the Eagle died. They all died. The 600,000 women were widows. Their husbands had died. Maybe there were 1.2 million women. I don't know how many women there were there. We don't have a count of the women. Who's he rebuking? The people who sinned at the eagle were not here. They're not alive. The women never sinned at the eagle. I saw an unbelievable story and an unbelievable halacha. When we go to Shul and Yom Kippur and we say Vidoy, we say Vidoy, Belashen Rabbim, Oshamnu, Bogadnu. Those people who say the long Vidoy, the long Vidoy has many of errors in it that many people do not do. Question is, should you skip those words? What are you saying them for? So Chaim Vital, who lived in Tzvas in the 1500s, was a Talmud of the Arizal, the great Arizal. He said over that my Rebbe said, because of the Pusik of Yehaftal Ariacha all of Jew, all of the Jewish people are Guf Echad, are one body. Because Echad mi Yisrael who Eva Prati. And every Jew is only one limb of the body. Because of the Pasuk, we have to rachel And therefore he was naive that when he said vidoy, even though he himself did not do that sin, he said it, Belash and Rabbim, as we do, because he wanted to say vidoy for the Jews who were not saying vidoy. Amazing. So Pashtus, that means... For all the Jews who are presently alive, we're all together. That's why when we daven on Shabbos, we daven during the week. Every time we daven, Rifoeinu, Atachor Antonu, Slach Lo Nu, everything's Lashon Rabbim. 
On Shabbos, for years I told people for years, I David Hashem, please make me a Talmud Chacham, give me a Chalik in your Torah. Give me a Chalik in your Torah. That is the wrong shot in the davening. Not give me, give us. I davened incorrectly. I was a Bokhar, I davened incorrectly. It's not true. Not me, us. The question is, are we considered one goof even vis-a-vis the parents or the people who lived in previous generations? So I saw a story. I saw a story. In the 1850s, 1860s, there was a great Jew named Ramadachai Slonim. He had a dream. Ramadachai Slonim had a dream. He had a dream. A man with a white beard came to him in the dream, and the man said to him, do tshuva. He didn't know if he should count the dream, not count the dream. Two days later, the man came back to him again and said, do tshuva. This time he came with other people, and he realized, and they said, this dream is, is a true dream. But he said, what should I do? He didn't tell me what to do. He disappeared. Finally, they came back again. This the first time was Arabian Kippur, then Nighting Kippur, then Shemini Atzeris at night. Finally, he said to him, what do you want me to do? Tell me what to do. I'm broken here. What do you want me to do? So he said to him like this, my name, the old man with the white beard said, I am the Marie, Marie Barlev. I lived in 1545. And in 1545, I was the Rav in Greece of a city called Salonika. And two Jews came to me for a din tire. And one Jew named Yaakov lost the din tire and he was furious. And he was a powerful man, the leader of the city, and he lost the din tire. And when I left the Bezdin, whatever it was, several hours later, he was waiting for me, jumped out. He was standing in front of the spice shop in the, in the town square. He jumped out and slapped me across the face in, cl- in front of everybody. Nobody said a word. At that moment when he slapped me, I took my coat, I tore it, and I said in Shemayim, they're crying. That night in Salonika, 500 homes burnt to the ground. The fire started in the spice shop, the spot where he was hit. 500 homes burnt to the ground. Then, then, 500 homes burnt to the ground. Then there was a plague. Hundreds of people died. A pachad mamish. A pachad mamish. What does that do with Mordechai Eslonim? Said the Marie Lev in the dream that Yaakov, the person who slapped me across the face, was your great, 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 whatever it was, grandfather. Ten generations or twenty generations, whatever it was. And he is frozen in time. And being punished for what he did to me. And you can rectify it by learning my safer cover to cover and knowing it. End of the story. Other lessons from this story. Gotta be scared of doing Innovera. A lot of lessons from this story. But one lesson from this story is 
Rabbi Mordechai Slonim is responsible for what somebody did 15 generations before he lived. What's that to do with him? I'm excusing myself for one second here. Okay. I'm sorry, Rabbi Slonim. You see from here that no matter what the situation is, a person is responsible. A person is responsible and is connected. A person is responsible and is connected. That's what you see from here. I'm sorry for the phones ringing here. Okay, I'm going to stop all the phones from ringing right now. Okay, so we have an incredible situation here where a person can be responsible for what somebody did 10, 15 generations ago. We have no idea what's going on in the world. No idea. And that's what I think is the shot here. You're on, you've just picked up line. I, I, I'm in the middle of the sheer and both phones are ringing. I took off both phones. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm in the middle of a phone call. Oh, you're giving shit oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I thought it was over. I apologize. Is it over now? Okay, just take the phone. Thank you. Just turn off the phone without telling. I'm sorry. Okay. So, Lamaisa, what's going on here is that we see that people are responsible. People are responsible what happens and they could create responsibilities for future generations to the extent that Moshe Rabbeinu is giving Musr to a generation that did not sin he's giving Musr to the children of that generation that sinned but not to the people who sinned says the Arizal is we are all one goof we are all one body. We are all one people. We are all connected. Rabbi Akiva said, that's the Klaal Godel B'Torah. That's the Klaal Godel B'Torah. That's what Rabbi Akiva said. However, Ben-Azai said no. Ben-Azai said no. Ben-Azai said, Selim Lekim is a greater Klaal. Because we're even responsible for all of mankind in a global way. Not loving, as we said before, but respecting, respecting. What an incredible concept. What an incredible concept. Incredible concept. Now I'd like to say a third piece and put these all together. The Masils Yisharim says, literally, in the last pages of the Sefer, he says an unbelievable concept. What is the job of a Jew? It may be the job of a non-Jew as well, but we're not talking about Jews. To do Nachas Ruach Liyotzer. To create 
good feelings, a serious connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nachas Ruach L'Yotzer. Nachas Ruach L'Yotzer. Nachas Ruach L'Yotzer. Who is the person who is able to connect and make Nachas Ruach L'Yotzer? Mr. Shem says an unbelievable thing. I might think it's only a person who's Tarasai and Nasai. A person who learns all day. A person who's in Kail. He's Tarasai and Nasai. Tarah is his craft. He can develop a relationship with God. Says Mr. Shem, no, it's not true. An employee can also develop a relationship with God. Then he says, not only an employee, but an employer. To develop Nachas Ruach Li does not need to be a person who was learning Torah all day. Even though there's a very famous song, you may know the Nigan, they sing it in many yeshivas. We sing it in Shul sometimes as well by a kofis. Ashrei Misha Nachas Ruach Happy is the person. Who works in Torah works. Amelos means to work very hard. He makes a nachas ruach as a child, as a child, as a bacher in yeshiva. The same way I was davening the seichol kedem b'sarasecha, I was also singing, and I assumed that who is the people who makes the nachas ruach The people learning Torah all day. He's the one who makes the nachas ruach It's not true. A person who learns Sarah all day can definitely make a Nachas Ruach Li'etzer. A person who works all day as an employee can definitely make Nachas Ruach Li'etzer. A person who works all day as an employer can also make Nachas Ruach Li'etzer. And then he says, what type of employment? Mesir Shisharim says, a Baumalacha Pusa. A person who has a low-level job, not the person who's working somewhere in a fancy building somewhere making $5 million a year as an employee. No. The Baal Malacha, who has a job which is Pusa, a low-level job. A guy who's working for a low-level job. What's a low-level job? Says about this Yo Solomon quoting a, a Chazal, I don't know where it is. A low-level job is a person who is a shepherd. Because I'll say being a shepherd is a low-level job. Says about this, yo, that's pretty interesting. Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Moshe, David, they're all shepherds. They're all shepherds. They're all shepherds. And they attain the level of Oisad Nachas Ruach They attained an incredible level of Oisad Nachas Ruach Anybody, anybody in Klal Yisrael, any man, any woman in Klal Yisrael can attain Oise Nachas Ruach Liyotzoi. Give HaKadosh Baruch Hu Nachas Ruach. A pleasant feeling. Nachas Ruach Liyotzoi. I read about a group of people in 1939 there were 91 yeshivas in Europe 
under the general category of what was known as Navardic, called Beis Yosef. 91 yeshivas with 4,000 Talmidim. 4,000 Talmidim pre-World War II. Most of them, thousands of them, were killed, murdered by the Nazis Yemachshimam. Some of them were sent to Siberia. In Siberia, in terrible conditions that are unimaginable, Baruch Hashem, to all of us, unimaginable, they maintained a life in which they were machazic each other. They gave each other strength and inspiration. And there was a group of people for five years in Siberia, never once from Machal Shabbos, their ice. And they were machazic each other. Therefore, the Arizal said, Vidoy for everybody. Riyakiba says, Everybody's connected by Shabbat gave everybody Muslim, even though the people no longer alive, he gave them Taychacha. Rabbi Sai, how can it work if that's the way it works for Amida Roa? How does it work for Amida Toiva? When I do something good, how much does it lift up Kal Yisrael? How much does it help Kal Yisrael? How much does it help the world? When a person has a temptation to get angry, to lose control, to be indignant, and they may even be right. They may be right. How does it fall into the cloud Golobatera or the cloud that's even bigger? So much of the way that we conduct ourselves has an impact on the way other people see us. It's very important. Very important. Our activities and our actions are all very, very important. So we should be Zaycha on the week before Tishabov to be able to be people who plug in to be and people plug into it and please don't forget Rabbi Akiva is the one who said a person who's created the image of God is Chaviv is Chaviv Chaviv in Yisrael we have an extra relationship an extra relationship maybe that's Rabbi Akiva's statement that's a special situation. Every human being is Chaviv Adam Shneva B'Tselem. So I don't know what's going to be next time you fly in a plane if it's before the election you're going to say who's voting. I don't know if you can talk about it. I don't feel a lot of expressed opinion about statues. I don't know. Maybe the only thing left to talk about is the Yankees and the Red Sox, but I was informed last night that baseball players are no longer going to put their names on their jerseys. They're going to stop putting names on the jerseys of people who were killed by cops. I don't know.
challenging times for a person. Challenging times require Oisa Nachas Ruach Liyetsoi to an even greater degree. We should all be zeichet to do it. We should all be zeichet to make it. We should all be zeichet to do this in a way that Tishabov this year will be celebrated in Shalim, as we said earlier, eating fleshiks on main. Because of the group of people who decided that they want to take Vyahafta Rachel Kamecha and sell them to a higher degree. Okay, we should all be zeichet to feel it, to do it. Rabbi Isai, and as I said, I'll let everybody know, but it looks like for the next three Sundays it probably will not be shir. Okay. It's wonderful, uh, at least uh, saying a shir to all of you. I'm sorry we still can't see each other in, in, you know, in a room together saying shir, but uh, at least we're able to do this. Thank you all for calling in, Rabbi Isai. Anybody want to ask any questions? I'll, uh, anybody can unmute themselves and ask anything they'd like to. You are most welcome. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen.